members of Good Shepherd Congregation, family and friends that have gathered here today in love and honor and respect for Daryl, family that are listening on the radio, watching on YouTube, grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation today, the first verse of our gospel reading from John chapter 3, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, God keeps giving and I keep taking. That's what Daryl told me every service after church for the last 10 years. God keeps giving and I keep taking. Every service, every home visit, God keeps giving and I keep taking. Every once in a while he would say the Lord instead of God. I can't think of a better phrase that sums up Daryl Travis. The Lord keeps giving and I keep taking. I can't think of a better phrase that sums up the life of a Christian. The Lord keeps giving and I keep taking. I have to admit, first time he said it, caught me a little off guard. But I learned to look forward to it. I learned to look forward to his bold confession of faith. As simple as it was, was as profound as any theologian could write in 50 volumes of works. The Lord God keeps giving, and I keep taking. You know, as I thought about that phrase in preparation for today, I wanted to get a Bible verse that summed up perfectly Daryl's confession. And it was really hard. Oh, it wasn't hard because there weren't any. It was hard because there were hundreds, hundreds of Bible passages that talk about the giving nature of God. I don't know if you've ever thought about God that way. Our God is a gift-giving God. That's who God is. That defines the nature of God. God gives and gives and gives and gives. We think back to the early pages of Scripture. God gave us light. God gave us the sun, the moon, and the stars. God gave us all the joy of creation, plants and animals and trees and birds. God gave us life in the gift of our first parents. And what did Adam and Eve do? They rebelled. They thought they had better words than the Lord God did. 
They sinned. They brought the consequences of sin not only upon themselves, but upon all creation, including you and me and Daryl. Death would now reign in God's marvelous creation of life. What did God do? Did God, in, in petty anger, say, well, you made your own bed, now, now you go lie in it. Work, work out your own salvation. Did he get mad and wipe out creation and say, I'm going to start over? No. God gave. God gave. God gave a promise. A promise to our first parents. A promise to us. A gospel promise. A good news promise. A promise of life. When the time was right, God would send the seed of the woman, his son, God, and man, all in one, to crush the serpent's head once and for all, and to restore this, this broken relationship. God gave a promise. Adam and Eve believed it. Not only did they believe it, but they passed it on to their children, to their grandchildren, to their great-grandchildren, all the way down to us. Throughout the pages of the Old Testament, in spite of the people of God's constant rebellion and idolatry, God gave. He gave prophets to speak the word of God faithfully and truly, to point them back to his word. And he continued time after time, generation after generation, century after century, to give the promise, the promise of a Savior who would take away their sin and give them eternal life. My friends, our God is a gift-giving God. Our Bible passage for today, some would say it's the most well-known, most memorized Bible verse. You turn on a sporting event and somebody maybe with rainbow hair is holding up a sign. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So simple. So profound. A paraphrase of John 3.16 might go like this. God keeps giving and I keep taking. That's exactly what it says. For God so loved the world. Well, who's God? The one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The triune God. The Father who created all things. The Son who lives, dies, and rises from the dead. The Holy Spirit who calls, gathers, and enlightens us in the one true faith. For God so loved 
We talk a lot about love today in our world, but the word that God uses for love, translated love whenever he's talking about the gift of Jesus, is the agape word. It's a word that is foreign to who we are. It is a selfless love. It is a sacrificial love. It is a love that thinks of God and others before it thinks of our natural, inborn, idolatrous trinity. Me, myself, and I. This is the love that God has for us. A sacrificial love. A selfless love. Who did God demonstrate this love for? The world. All people. Of all time. God's love is for all. There are no boundaries. There are no divisions. There are no color lines. God's love is universal. God's love for the world. Are you in the world? Check, make sure you're still alive. Are you in the world? Then God's love is for you. And what does this love mean? For God so loved the world that He gave. Our gift-giving God in love gives. He gives. He's not a taker. He's a giver. And He gives the most precious thing the world has ever seen. He gives His Son. His only Son. His only begotten Son. His Son who He loves. It is impossible for us to comprehend the love that God has for us, for the world, for you. God's love prompted Him to send His Son, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the eternal Logos, the second person of the Trinity, who would take on flesh and blood in the incarnation, take up residence in the womb of the Virgin Mary, be born under the law, the law which condemns the whole world. Jesus freely and willingly gives himself he places himself under the law that condemns us and he fulfilled it. He gives this righteousness away to the whole world. Jesus didn't sin so he didn't have to die. But he gives his life, his holy, precious, innocent blood all the way to Calvary's cross in love for the world. Jesus doesn't stay dead.
Three days later, Jesus, who was dead, is now alive, never to die again. But His work is not over. He gives even more. He gives His Good Friday death and His Easter resurrection to you, to me, to Daryl, to all who are baptized into His name. Romans 6, we had that at the beginning of our service. Don't you know that all of you who are baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death? And if you are baptized into a death like his, you are certainly baptized into a resurrection like his. My friends, God has done this giving for the whole world. And what does God want us to do? To believe it. You don't have to pay or pray or obey your way into God's kingdom. God gives this promise. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He just wants you to believe it. God gives and we receive. Or, to paraphrase someone, God keeps giving and I keep taking. My friends, throughout Daryl's life, he took God at his word. It's what he did. He actually believed it. He believed that his life was a gift from God. And because of that, he lived his life different than, oh say, a lot of people in our world. He didn't live for himself, he lived for others. He lived for his wife, he lived for his kids, he lived for his family. He lived for his country. Never a second thought about potentially sacrificing his life for the freedoms that he enjoyed. God had given him those freedoms. And now he was free to live, to enjoy these gifts, to just keep taking and receiving and living and loving. To go to Daryl's house was always an adventure. It all depended on the day, but some days it was pretty hard to get a word in edgewise. Pictures, stories, memories. The list would go on and on and on. It was great joy. It was a great privilege and a pleasure. Always seemed like I was being given and fed so much more from his excitement and enthusiasm for life than, than I ever brought him. But he knew that I wasn't there, or one of the other pastors. We weren't there just to visit and reminisce. We were there. 
Because God keeps giving. And Daryl kept taking. We were there to give him the word of God full and undiluted. We were there to give him encouragement and strength in that word. We were there to give him Christ's body and blood in and under bread and wine to strengthen his faith. We were there as God's representatives because God keeps giving and we keep taking. My friends, there's a problem in our world. All of us are takers by nature. And the vast majority of our taking is not God-pleasing. We take because we're selfish. We take because we can. We take advantage of other people. We take and take and take the gifts of God, life, the ability to think, move, work, reason, our leisure time, our family, our friends, our work. We take these things without a thought of where they come from. We take these things without giving thanks to the gift-giving God who has given them to us. We take and then we complain that we didn't get more. My friends, this is a universal condition. It's called sin. God wants us to realize that our taking can be and often is an offense to Him. And so what does God do in response to our sinful, thankless, complaining, taking. He gives. He gives. He gives the forgiveness of sins. He gives the life-giving and life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. He gives the good news that because Jesus lived, died, and rose again, all who cling to Him in faith are forgiven, full, and free. What does God want you to do with your life? He wants you to remember that God keeps giving. He doesn't stop. Not ever. God keeps giving and He wants us in faith to keep taking the gifts of God. This last Sunday, I had the chance to see Daryl one last time. It's been really hard to visit these last six months, as you can imagine. 
probably the most memorable visit, memorable visit that I've had during this whole pandemic time was the time when I stood outside Daryl's room at the Legacy Estates. It may even be captured on video. And I hollered at him through the screen. And Daryl said, what are you doing out there? Come on in. And I yelled at him the good news of the gospel of Jesus. And he said, right after, thank you, the Lord keeps giving and I keep taking. Last Sunday, Daryl was weak. Daryl was tired. When I walked in the room, Daryl was asleep. Maybe you've noticed, I talk kind of loud. I'm mostly deaf. As soon as I started talking, Daryl was awake. Maybe because of volume, maybe because he recognized my voice. And he reached up his hand. And I grabbed it. And he grabbed mine back. You could see that the strength and life was ebbing out of his body. What did Daryl want? You want a weather report? Want to get my opinion on the upcoming political stuff? Want to know about the duck migration? Want to know about the stock market? No. He wanted the Word of God. And that's what I gave him. God's Word was spoken. We prayed. Just like today, we confessed the Apostles' Creed. And with very little strength, he said every word with me. I sang that sermon hymn, Lord, thee I love with all my heart. We prayed together the Lord's Prayer. When I got to the end, it was really hard for him to keep his eyes open, but he wanted me to know that he was still awake, kept gripping my hand. And when I spoke the words of the benediction, I know what he wanted to say. I know he wanted to say, the Lord keeps giving and I keep taking. But he just couldn't do it. And so instead, the last word that I heard from Daryl Travis, thank you. Thank you. My friends, we're here today. We're in God's house. You are hearing the same word and the same promises that sustained Daryl for 98 years. Imagine that. 
But of all the things that he saw and experienced and witnessed in those 98 years, they are nothing in comparison to what he is seeing now. My friends, today, remember, for God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The Lord keeps giving. You, my friends, in faith, keep taking. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our giving and taking in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.